0: Afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Dragonfly Ripple, where we are bringing up the next generation of nerd. I'm one of your hosts, Michael May, and sitting with me here on the old Dragonfly Ripple porch is your other host, Carlin Trammell. Hey, Carlin. Hey, Michael. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Um, fantastic.
1: Hold yeah. on. Let me put. Let me stop uh, bagging and boarding my comics so I can <laughs> uh, properly talk to you. Let's see. Hold on. Okay. Yep, that goes in those the uh, proper uh, Mylar uh, bag and the uh, archival board. Yep, there we go. Slipped right in. Perfect.
0: That's that's awesome. As you can see, my collection is scattered all over the yard. <laughs> no bags, <laughs> no boards. <laughs> uh, I got one rolled up in my back pocket here. So. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so we're going to talk about some comics uh, today, and um, we'll talk about comics with the kids as well. But kind of while it's just us sitting out here, um, I thought it'd be cool to talk about the idea of passing on our comics collections to our kids. Specifically, I'm curious about, like, when you were first starting to buy and collect comics, if you're like me, you had some kind of idea, some kind of fantasy about what it was going to be like, where these comics were going to go, like, when it was – past your time to own them um, and so i was kind of curious like what fantasy did you have and hmm. and how is that uh matched up with reality if at all
1: well my experience and i think i've talked about this on the show but if not then this is this ties in perfectly regardless my, my experience with uh, comic books was my my dad when he was uh, my age uh, or well, when he was when he was young. So when I was I started collecting about eight. So when he was eight or so, he had started collecting comic books as well. And he had still several of his old comic books that he um uh, would let me take a look at and read. And and there was a treasure trove of comic books in here. For example, there was just, uh, you know, a beat up old copy of X-Men number one. Oh, wow. Ripped up cover, uh, beat up. His name was written on it um, (laughs) for various reasons. Uh, Daredevil number two. Uh, You know, early, early Marvel stuff. 60s Marvel, uh, 60s DC, um, 60s Dell comics. Um, There was a good number of like Western Dell comics like Cheyenne and – Sugarfoot and like all these things that like I don't even I only know what these are because I've seen the Dell comic uh, that I and so uh, when I was you know seven or eight or whatever uh, he was letting me at at that point look at them I uh, they were just yucky old comic books (laughs) I I I didn't even really care so he then took the approach of um, uh, once I got interested in comics uh, from the point of view of oh there's more stories based on what these action figures are or there's more stories based on what the cartoons have um then we would uh then I would collect uh, new comics at the time, and uh he, I'd read them and he'd read them and we'd kind of talk about them afterwards so it was very much a bonding experience with my dad and over time i got a, i had a greater sense of appreciation for that old box of uh old comics from the sixties and at some point I was horrified that they were still there in the, in the box and not in bags and boards and so <laughs> i uh rectified that and then eventually i i now i uh, I have his comics his his comics are a part of my collection oh, so nice. um it's uh it, that that's how that's how that's what my experience was and so I I anticipated much the same way that instead of just passing on a stack of say 100 comics well now I've got literally thousands of comics <laughs> well <laughs> my my children when they get to be about seven or eight they are going to be in heaven because not only are they are there thousands of comics but I have taken good care of them they're in these bags of boards and um, no they just kind of sat in boxes these comics
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, do your kids know where they are like do they have access to them if they wanted to read them
1: um they they've never expressed an interest uh, there. There are trade paperbacks collections on a shelf and they have access to them. And okay. and Annalise has read a few. Um, Dashiell has uh, kind of dabbled with one or two of the, of the books, but not not really. Mm. Uh, the comics themselves, there does not seem to be any interest. They are in boxes. And they they could see them at any time, but they have never expressed an interest to read <laughs> the individual issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have one question about, like, your dad's collection. Do you have those separated out of your own collection, or have you fully, like, integrated those into –
1: They're uh, completely integrated in. So if I were to uh, – uh, if I wanted to look at uh, Daredevil, um, all the Daredevils that I bought later, uh, right in front of that is Daredevil number two and five and eight and all the stuff that he had. Cool. So, yeah.
0: Fun. Yeah, for me, I um, I, I kind of had a similar fantasy. I, I did not have, my, my dad was not a comics collector. Um, my grandfather owned a barbershop. And actually, the way I got into comics as a kid was we would go um, visit my grandparents and either like hang out at his barbershop for an afternoon and I would read comics there. Sometimes he would just bring them home and have them um, there because he kind of had them in the waiting room. Um, but my dad never really had any. So I, it was never a question of like me inheriting any kind of collection from him. But as I, um, like, I think we talked about this before. Like, uh, one of the reasons that I am the kind of nerd that I am, where I have to kind of start at the beginning of something and work my way through is out of frustration of picking up a random comic, probably from my grandfather's barbershop and Mm -hmm. reading about Mm -hmm. Thor, fighting this bad guy and he's referring to some other bad guy that he fought three issues ago. And there's a box that says C issue number yada, yada, yada. <laughs> right, right. I had no access to that. There's no way I was ever going to get it. And, um, so I, I like, I, I wanted like complete runs of things. And that even kind of ties into like what I'm going to share with, what I shared with David for this episode, because, um, we'll talk about it in a minute, but it was, it was very much like my entry into fully collecting comics was born out of like, I needed to have a a number one jump on spot that could kind of like, everything could kind of take off from that point. And, uh, well, and Marvel was
1: so bad slash good about that where, uh, yeah, you could pick up a, you know, a random issue of amazing Spider-Man, but they're going to call back at least once, if not three or four times (laughs) to previous issues where old, DC comics, 60s, 70s, 80s – well, probably not, not the 80s, but 60s, 70s, they're much more self-contained. I mean there would be two or three-part stories in DC every so often, but most of the time it was like, all right, here's another story. Move mm-hmm. on to the next one. And uh, and so a lot of my dad's collection that I got were the same way, and he was getting them haphazardly too. So it's – there are no consecutive issues uh, in, in his collection, and I think that was a part of his – frustration growing up too is like well i just have to see what happens uh, or fill in the gaps w- with what happened in the middle and
0: you know it's just some of it we just never know <laughs> we'll yeah. never know what happened <laughs> so a, a lot of like my my fantasy about passing this on to my hypothetical kid at the time was he or she wasn't going to have to go through what i went through like and, and i even for years cataloged my comics in kind of a reading order like i i didn't have everything kind of nicely alphabetized by title um so if like there was a crossover with x-men like you would you just you you kind of you could pick up at the beginning of my x-men collection and just read through the collection and it would be a continuous story that was the idea um and i kind of had this fantasy like you like you know one, one day when my my child was old enough they would be able to just kind of they They would, they would come to me and say, "Oh, Dad, I want to read all your comics and I was like, here they are here is like the whole history of Marvel <laughs> from nineteen eighty five to whatever and uh <laughs> and it hasn't really worked out that way and and some of it is it, I'll take a little bit of the blame for it because my comics are in boxes in a closet, and they're not totally accessible um I mean they're there they could they could be pulled out and read, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, but also David is, is kind of kind of like what you're describing with Annalise and dash. Um, you know, he, he likes comics. He's interested in comics and, uh, um, but he's not kind of obsessed about collecting comics and who knows if he's going to want all these thousands of comics when, uh, when he's old enough to, to have them or when I, I don't, you know, when I leave or whatever. So, right. Um, yeah, and, and it just might be something that he, <laughs> he's forced to like get rid of at a garage sale or something, <laughs> who knows. But, uh, that'd be quite yeah. a garage sale.
1: <laughs> I, I think I've made that joke of like, well, that's going to be, uh, somebody's problem someday. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, it also, like I never really had the fantasy of selling my collection and putting him through college with it because I think I always realized at some level that probably these comics are not going to be worth what, uh, speculators yeah. are thinking they're going to be. But, um,
1: Yeah, I moved. uh, I moved my collection like two or three times within a span of three years. Uh About three times within like three years, and so at at one point I pared down, and I did sell. um, I I probably a third or more of my collection, because there's just some some of these things. I I remember going to conventions before the kids were born, and I was like, oh look, here's the entire run of uh, Firestorm, like all 104 issues or whatever. Uh, and nothing. This is not a slide against Firestorm at all. But it's just like I, I never, I never read them. It was just simply like I'm going to get all the Firestorm issues, mm-hmm. and uh, and I did that over and over. I did like here's all the Blue Beetle, here's all of this, you know. <laughs> and uh, it just got out of hand, <laughs> and I didn't, need, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't need all that stuff anymore. And so I went through and sold off runs and in various ways, and uh, I've pared it down to like, okay, this is this this is the stuff I got to keep. Yeah, yeah
0: and who knows right i mean their kids are still pretty young and uh you know once they hit uh you know college age or something then maybe that that could change like i don't know people kind of come and go out of comics and so there's uh you know there's a chance that maybe they'll want them someday
1: well there's one aspect uh we 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 haven't even gotten into and that is the the way comics are today and and they they still do publish these in hard copy form but so much of what uh, I have actually switched to purchasing, mainly because I don't want to move them, mm. is uh, digital. So I still have all these old comics, but as far as stuff that's come out in the last, I'd say, five years, right? I've I've mostly bought them digital. Now, there's this... This book called Kill All Monsters. I have a hard copy of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> there was a, a Dark Horse Comics presents uh, run with this uh, Kill All Monsters story. <laughs> I got hard copies of. it. But you know, like besides things that like, there's certain things that I do still buy the hard copy for. Um, if I know the person who wrote it, or I know the artist, or like really like the art, or whatever. But in general, I have switched to digital, and that will be
0: hard and slash impossible to pass on. Right, I guess. We could pass on our login <laughs> information, but <laughs> right. yeah, I'm the same way. Like I have, I've switched over mostly to digital, um, just because I physically don't have room f- to add to my collection.
1: Oh, that's exactly why I've switched.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's not that I don't want to support my local store or, uh, that, that I don't enjoy reading physical copies cause I certainly do, but it's just, there is no space
1: when I can, and when i have my iPad, I can carry around three long boxes worth of comics. Uh-huh. I mean that I can't. It's hard. It's hard to think. Well, no, I, I'd rather have hard copies. No, I, I really, I really yeah. wouldn't. I really, at any <laughs> given point, I can pull up uh, Secret Wars because I, I already, you know, I got it or whatever. It's because I, I have it on my iPad or I have it in the cloud. So it's, it's very tough for me to think I should have gotten a hard copy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so we are going to talk about comics tonight and uh, talk about what you shared with uh, Annalise. All right. So funny enough,
1: we uh, we initially were going to do uh, – we're going to talk about Hellboy. Um, and we still may down the road in a future episode talk about Hellboy. Uh, we were going to talk about the movie and then they were at one point going to talk about uh, – I was going to let her read the comic and maybe talk about some of the other stuff that's come out. Since the first movie and um, I think she enjoyed the first movie um, but just did not wind up getting into it and liking it enough for it to be something we were going to cover for this this episode. Mm-hmm. So we've uh, called an audible and we're actually going to talk about a really good experience that we had with comic book sharing um, and that is uh bone. We read uh, bone together uh, not recently, but we're going to talk about bone anyway. All right. The whole series.
0: The entire series. Wow. Cool. Um, yeah, so mine, I uh, like I mentioned earlier, I, I, when I went from being kind of a casual comics reader to a full time collecting nerd fiend, um, I, I needed to have somewhere where I could just jump in um, and, and start on the ground floor of something because I just really didn't want to have to like see issue number. 36 and have to go back and find it and uh all my friends were reading x-men at the time um this is in like the mid 80s and uh uh i knew that was no way i was going to be able to get into x-men um and you know i knew that 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 history was pretty convoluted uh so but a, a new um issue was coming out uh, a new superhero team by one of the creators of the X Men, John Byrne. Everybody loved him. Everybody was telling me he was great, and he had this new series coming out called Alpha Flight. And uh, so I said, oh, "Okay, great. I'm going to get on the ground floor of this thing. Uh, you know, these are brand new characters. They've never been anywhere else before. I'm not going to have to collect a bunch of extra stuff." And uh, if if you know anything about Alpha Flight, you know how untrue that actually is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk to David about that. So what happened recently was uh, they they came out with um, an omnibus collection of uh, all of John Byrne's stuff collected um, in Alpha Flight, as well as some extra material too. And uh, so David's been reading his way through that. Um, and there was a key issue that I wanted to make sure he got through, which was uh, issue number 12. We'll let him talk about that, too. Um, but he's made it all the way through that. And uh we'll talk to him about how it went. So I guess let's uh let's do it. Let's let's uh, go inside and talk to the kids uh, about bone and alpha fight. We'll be right back. Okay.
2: Well, big day tomorrow.
3: The, uh, cow race? Do people actually bet
2: on these races? Some people bet everything they have on the race.
3: What are you thinking, Chloe? Hmm, what me? Uh,
1: nothing. Okay, well, we are back, and, uh, so we're gonna get into, um, comics that, uh, I read with Annalise, and as we were, as Michael and I were just discussing, um, you know, I I did have that picture of one day sharing my my old comic book collection with my children, and I couldn't remember when exactly we did it. I'm sure I could I'm sure I could do the research. I'm sure there's some like social media post I could look up, but I, I thought no, I'm going to rely on rely on my own brain. It had to have been I'm going to guess when Dashel was a baby. So we're talking seven seven eight years ago. Um, Annalise and I started reading through the bone. Uh, one volume edition, and I had I had bought this years before, and I had never read it. And I said, "Hey, do you want to read this together?" And so, and I said, "What do we do? We got we got the, we broke it out, and it's this big, huge, thick book, and it's like printed printed by a Bible publisher because that's <laughs> the only that's the only um, publisher that could print oh, a thirteen hundred page <laughs> book." <laughs> And we'd get on the floor, we'd get on the bed, and we would read through it. How, how do we do that?
3: Um, you would read all the dialogue for the male characters, and I would read all the dialogue for the female characters.
0: That's fun.
1: Yeah. So you would have been, I mean, we're talking, if this was seven years ago, you would have been six years old. Oh. Okay. Right? Is that right? Am I doing my math right?
3: Um,
1: Does that seem right? Yes. Was it six or seven? Were you six or seven?
3: i i would have been six i mean if it was
1: uh, yeah if it was so seven I,
3: years ago i would have been six
1: yeah so either way I, I can't remember but i mean either way you would have been only six or seven when we did this it's uh, how long ago it was
0: so did and, you guys uh, i'm sorry how, okay, go ahead. i both have questions go for it David. yeah <laughs> uh how is your grandma rose <laughs> that was this very similar to my question <laughs> <laughs> first my first question was did you do different voices for the different characters and my second question was do grandma rose <laughs> I
1: think oh. I think we did. I think I did different different voices. I don't know, Annalise, if you did. Uh, I, I doubt it. <laughs> at the time, well, just, just try. Um, okay, let's hear. I let's hear. Know. Find a find a good Grandma Rose uh, line. Do you have the book right there?
3: Uh, yeah, I got the book. Oh, and it's uh thirteen. It's one thousand three hundred thirty-two pages.
1: Yeah, I know. I said thirteen hundred. I was. I know,
3: not not including <laughs> the statue, the picture of the statue, and the map.
1: OK, so the reason I guess it's more top of mind because um, it wasn't too long ago, maybe in the last year, there was a, a new book that came out called the Bone Coda. And so it was a new um, new graphic novel that had a new 32 page story that took place after Bone. And so for Elise's birthday, I'd gotten her this book and we then got back together uh Six seven years later, however long it was, and we got we we laid on the bed and we read through it again. And I don't think do we do the voices that time or did we just read it.
3: I think we just read it. I, I just
1: read it. Yeah, but but we did get back together. So so because it, it had been top of mind because we had done that recently, I thought, well, let's talk about bone, the bone by Jeff Smith uh, experience. So, at least it's been. It was pretty. Um, uh, it made a big impact on you because I know this book, uh, when we when we read through it, it did not have as many uh, creases on the spine. and It didn't have as many uh, banged up corners as it has since because every so often I'll notice it's gone off the shelf and you've just grabbed it and you'll start reading it, right?
3: Yep. I like to steal your book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was it? Uh, so I guess if you can, and real quick, just – uh, don't go into every last detail because it's like so many pages.
3: <laughs> well, it's they're, nine they're, books.
1: <laughs> it's like nine, yeah, nine thick trade paperback kind of size books. What's the overall sort of uh, story uh, about Bone?
3: Okay, well, um, it starts with these three Bone creatures and they've just gotten kicked out of their town, mainly because uh, they're all cousins, mainly because Phony Bone, he's been doing things that the townspeople don't like and so his cousins have gotten him out of the town Um, and so they get lost and um, they end up getting separated and the story follows mainly Bone and his way into the valley and he meets a bug and some rat creatures and some possums and a dragon and eventually he meets Thorn and Grandma Rose And, um, Phony Bone finds him, and then they go into town, and they find, uh, Smiley Bone, so they're all back together, and it starts, uh, they're gonna go into town for the big cow race and Mm -hmm. festival, and then they're gonna find a way for them to get back home. Well, then, there's rat creature attacks, and, um... And I mean, it winds up
1: being a very like epic story it's like this overarching like very fantasy kind of a cartoon like real cartoon style disney-esque yet fantasy uh story where there's you know, like you say your yeah. dragons and you've got dragons your big wars and battles and fights and stuff and so mm-hmm.
3: uh, and like dreamscapes and stuff it's it's weird
1: yeah it's weird but it's uh <laughs> it all it all seems to work together and it's got this like very. Um, I know that the um, uh, Carl Barks and uh, the guy, the Pogo comic strip, had a big, huge influence on Jeff Smith. So there's definitely like a comic strip vibe to it, but it's very uh, epic. Would you would you say? Would you agree?
3: Yeah, it's it's also it's like it's really funny, but it's also like a cool overarching story, like with all the giant rat creatures and the dragons and locusts and, and there's a, there's also like a bunch of crazy big animals too like there's a giant mountain lion and giant bees and yeah it's great
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's very funny but very serious too
3: mm-hmm. there's some really serious kind of scary moments well not scary just well
1: I mean I think I think you found it suspenseful when you were six or seven whenever we read it Maybe you well, don't find yeah. her as suspenseful now.
3: But. <laughs> yeah, now that I know it's going to happen.
1: <laughs> now, Annalise,
4: I have a very serious question for you. Okay. Would you bet on the mystery cow?
3: <laughs> well, uh, I don't take place in bets, um, and but no, I don't. Honestly, I don't trust phony <laughs> If I lived in the village, I'd probably bet on Grandma Ben. Because she's awesome.
1: So who is your favorite character from the book?
3: Well, there's no correct answer for that, but...
1: (laughs) There's uh, no correct answer. No possibility.
3: No, but I like Phone Bone, and I like the dragon, and I like the two rat creatures that keep popping up, especially the one that likes Quiche, because I like Quiche. (laughs) And love like, every
1: every time we have quiche we have to talk about the right creatures
3: yes yes
1: uh,
3: I always think whenever I hear about Quiche or Moby Dick, I always think bone um, and then I like Bartleby and smiley bones awesome and I like thorn and I like Rockjaw. and I, I don't know I like them all They're <laughs> I like cool. I, I like Lucius I like uh, Ted
1: <laughs> what uh do you have any uh like other than the fact that we read it together and we did the voices, do you have any like? Do you have any strong memories of us reading the book together?
3: Well, I, I kind of vaguely remember doing it.
1: But that's really it. You know, there's no like specifics that, that stand out.
3: No. <laughs> Not re- Sorry, that was a long time ago.
1: <laughs> I know it was. I don't really have many specifics either. <laughs>
0: have you guys uh, read any of the spinoffs? There was a Thorn comic right there was uh, um, there was a Rose comic yeah there's, about, there's oh, Rose about Rose when she was younger Rose.
3: and yeah they had them at um, Springwood but I found them after I left that elementary school like I would come back and help in the library when like before going to back to raw and I found those books and I'm like I I could have read these before but <laughs> kind of missed my chance but they were in color our big book is mm-hmm. in black and white <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Charles, that's a that's a good yeah. Yeah, Charles West did the art for that. is It's gorgeous. That that whole rose yeah. comic is really beautiful. Um, and I think there was the anthology called like Stupid Stupid Rat Tales, which was kind of uh,
3: oh, that'd be great because those are like two of my favorite characters. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um it's kind of like a whole different character. Um, this guy named Big Johnson Bone, who's kind of like a like Daniel Boone or some kind of frontier hero kind of guy. Yeah, like I'm pretty stories. sure.
3: Wasn't he like the founder of Boneville? Oh, I think
0: you're right. Yeah, they refer to him in the uh, in the in the comic. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it's like him telling these tall tales about like fighting rat creatures and stuff like that.
3: Oh, cool. Oh, so they knew about the valley. Whoa. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
0: so there's still some stuff out there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at the um the list on. Wikipedia, and there's, there's a couple couple things we haven't done. So,
3: Ooh, 14 birthday presents, or Christmas presents, because that's be <laughs> sooner. Yeah, six months from today when we <laughs> record. Ooh.
1: Well, now, uh, one of the things that I was uh, talking with you about um, before was the pop culture, or not necessarily pop culture references, but you, you mentioned Moby Dick, but the, like, the literature mm-hmm. and pop culture, we were trying to figure out, like, is there an established world that this takes place in because you've got a lot of fantasy is not on earth or if it's on earth, it's vague or it's way in the past or whatever, where this has got a lot of that, that fantasy element, but there's references to Disney. There's references to Moby Dick, which is a, you know, an earth piece of literature. Um, there's other, um, uh, other points where they're mentioning things from, from our world, so to speak. It's like, do you have a sense of like where, where, or when this takes place, or is it all just sort of like it's cartoons? Don't think about it, kind of kind of mentality. Um,
3: well, if I thought about it, I'd probably get a giant headache. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I've looked at the map, and it's just the area where stuff takes place. It's not like a place on Earth, and I don't know where Boneville is. And I don't know where rat creatures live or dragons live, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, Moby Dick is mentioned. And then in the uh, in the coda, Smiley goes, Hakuna Matata, like he's mentioning Lion King or something. <laughs> so, Because he's talking about they're still lost, like they're trying to get back to Boneville and they're still lost. And he's like, uh, Hakuna Matata, enjoying the journey is half the point. And then Tony gets mad at him, of course, but actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well then, um, I think it was when you were in fifth grade. was it fifth grade or fourth grade? Uh, Maybe it was fourth grade. you were there was like a dress is what you wanna be when you grow up day at school. Oh, yeah, and you dressed as a, a movie director because you wanted I to think- be a movie.
3: Maybe that was third grade. I don't know.
1: Maybe it, was, maybe it was third grade. And I remember you you really wanted to be a movie director because it was your goal to grow up and direct the Bone movie the right way. Do you remember that?
3: <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> I forgot that it was about Bone, but I remember that there were a couple books that I wanted to i wanted to make the movie so that it was right.
4: I thought you were going to dress up as a Bone.
3: <laughs> yeah, I want to be a bone when I grow up. <laughs> That'd be great.
1: The uh rat creature. <laughs> or the uh what was the little talking insect? If you want to be Ted. one of those. Ted. Ted.
3: He looks like a leaf. Or yeah. his, his big brother shows up and he's huge. That actually might be easier. Let's see where is it.
1: But there there yeah. there has been talk over the years of uh attempts to make bone into a movie and I know the creator has uh, shot one or two of them down and uh, there's, but, but just uh, within the last year, there was another uh, talk about uh, trying to do a trilogy. What, what do you think? Are you, would you be excited about that or what does that make you nervous or what?
3: Well, I don't want to go see it, but I'd be um, hesitantly excited, I guess. Like I wouldn't get too excited. I wouldn't get my hopes up that high because they could, really mess it up, or they could do really well, so... Or just <laughs> you, kind of be in the middle.
1: Do you want it uh animated or live-action, or what do
3: you want? Oh, animated. No. No. It's a cartoon. It's... it's Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how they would do live-action.
0: Well, yeah, you'd have to give, like, live-action for the human characters, but then some kind of, uh... CG. CG for the bones, probably.
3: Although... It would be interesting if, like all the humans and, like even like the cows and all the trees are live action, but then like the rat creatures and Bone and even like maybe Ted, the giant bees, the dragon, even Rock Draw, are all cartoon.
4: Sort of like a Mary Poppins, or not yeah. not really Mary Poppins, but I forgot yeah. about that it's well, like Mary a Poppins movie.
0: did that, where they yeah. had like hand drawn animation interacting, or like Pete's dragon. The, the original Pete's yeah, dragon, dragon, where it had like hand-drawn I mean, animation. Like. Mm. Is that what you're thinking, Annalise? Or are you thinking like computer animated?
3: Yeah. Like well, first I
1: mean, Pete's Dragon or second piece Dragon? <laughs> right.
3: like, well, I didn't see first, or maybe if even if I did, I don't remember it. But not I, not second Pete's Dragon. I'm thinking more first piece Dragon. Okay. Or like, okay. yeah.
0: So like hand-drawn animation, but interacting with live-action people—that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be mm-hmm.
1: cool.
0: A little flashback to the old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah.
1: All right. So do you want, uh, would you be open to more? I mean, it's a nice little surprise that there was the Coda. Would you be open to more bone stories, like newly written bone?
2: Well,
3: in the Coda, Smiley was like, we could go back and visit. And so like, that would be interesting. I don't know if I would want to read something about them going back to Boneville. Cause I'd probably just end up disappointed. Um, but maybe like one that takes place a few years later and they're like, why don't we go back to the valley and visit Thorne and grandma Ben and see how everything's doing. And then like a, you know, a new adventure happens with like the rat creatures or the dragons or even something else. Like maybe the bees attack or something, huh. <laughs> the giant, the giant bees that are as big as cows.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: One, one more, uh, one more question just cause it's what we were, uh, kind of talking about. So, uh, Uh, we, you and I, we read through this, um, together and you still read through this book uh, from time to time. Do you at any point think about, uh, what you would like to do with this story someday with the kids that you don't have yet?
3: I didn't think, I haven't thought about that. Um,
1: (laughs) that's fine. It's fine if you have not I just wondered if you had, no, okay.
3: Do I, do I have to?
1: No, you don't. I was just curious if you had, no. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that will I think that's. I think we covered uh, Bone pretty well without getting too uh, too in the weeds. But would you would you recommend everyone read Bone? Yes. Would you recommend they find the one color one volume edition that's black and white, or they should they find color versions?
3: Well, I mean, I've flipped through some of the colored versions, and uh, I. I didn't really learn much actually. Like there's I, I don't know. I mean, apparently all the rat creatures are different shades of browns. And
1: so stick with stick it. with the original black and white.
3: Yeah, I that's mean it's saying. probably easier to get the big version and it's it's kind of heavy, but it's easier than carrying around a whole nine different books.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is but a it, uh, one volume color edition. Oh. That's when we have first. Uh I think that's just colour. Yeah.
4: Or, or don't we have just all of them? Yeah.
0: You know, I, I bought this series like twelve different times. They uh <laughs> Jeff Smith really got me. Yeah, I was buying it in single <laughs> issues as it came out and then he started collecting them into trade paperbacks and I started buying those. And then he came out with colored editions in hardcover, and so I bought those. And then he came out with the collected edition in black and white, so I bought that. And then he came out with the full color collected edition, and so I bought that. And then I said, I'm "That done. is why you don't <laughs>
4: buy anything until it comes out on
0: this." <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty smart, yeah. but I was happy to give it to him because it was it was his creation. He was doing it by himself. Um, it's really a cool story about like how he just kind of came out of nowhere with this thing that he created. And it was just, it caught on and it was really awesome.
3: Yeah. The book I got with the coda, it's actually, it's like half, even more than half of it is like the story of how bone was made. And I haven't, I haven't read it yet, but it's like, I'm not even sure it's, it's, it's talking about bone, I think. And
0: yeah, how he made it. Yeah. Cause I think he started it like as a, he worked for his school newspaper in college, and I think it started off as like a, a strip for the school newspaper, and I think it was called Thorn, and it was about her. But then there were these little bone creatures that were in it with her, um, and then he just kind of took it from there and then made this big fantasy story.
2: Yeah, that's great.
0: All right, well, I
1: guess we will then uh, take a little break to uh, go to Jetpack Tiger, and then when we come back, Michael take the reins back. Hey. It's time for another.
2: Jet Tiger.
1: And what are we gonna talk about today?
2: We're gonna to talk about the DC Comics Encyclopedia.
1: When did you uh, When did you get this?
2: I think Christmas.
1: You got it for Christmas, and uh, it is uh, describe the book like this. It's a like the size of the book.
2: It is huge. When, um, one time for school, I measured it and it was a foot.
1: It was a foot.
2: It was a foot long.
1: Well, it actually might be bigger. It might be a foot like this way, and then this is this might be bigger than a foot. Um, and it's like, uh, let's see how many pages it is. It is 368 pages or more. And what's on every page?
2: In alphabetical so, order, heroes. Just, and villains.
1: Just, and villains, so okay, so let's take let's let's just pick to, let's go to a random page. Um, all right, so in this page right here, yeah. this has got one character, but then this page has got what four characters, yeah. or has got like a team? The like conglomerates a team,
2: yeah.
1: And so this is uh, we're in the C. So this page is all about Constantine, John Constantine. Um, so have you read this page at all? No. No. So what what do you like to do with it?
2: Well. I like a certain page.
1: I like a certain page? Yeah. So you focus on one particular page, or cool. do you...
2: I have two favorite pages, and I usually focus on... I usually look at those for two pages. So
1: what are the, who's on the page that you like to look at?
2: Um, Zoomer Reverse Flash and, and um, Flash. So we're in the F's right now. Oh,
1: you've, you've even bookmarked it, so you like to read about the Flash. Yep. So now here, the Flash... Is on two pages. Yes. Is it about just Barry Allen, or is it about the other Flashes as well?
2: I think it's about all the Flashes because I'm I've read about Impulse and there's Flashback, Wally and Bart, and tons of this stuff. Mmm. Yeah, and I have discovered something new about this, and it's really cool. Okay. On the, so. On the cover there's a line and on the top is heroes and on the bottom is villains and it kind of looks like they're fighting because Poison Ivy has tied up um Batgirl and the and Wonder Woman is tying it has her r- lasso of truth around um Cheetah and Batman's throwing a batarang mm-hmm. and on the back it looks like Captain um Sajam, Sajam, whatever his name is is shooting lightning as mortal enemy, and Aquaman and Sea Manta or whatever his Black name Manta. is Black Manta. Black Manta are fighting, um, sword fighting, and Harley Quinn is t- singing her tongue at someone, and Green Arrow is about to shoot an arrow. Okay. So. So that's cool. That's really cool. That like.
1: All right, so let me ask you this: What? Um, so we watched the Flash TV show. We watched Supergirl TV show. And you like both shows, yes. and it seemed to me like there would be times where they would preview somebody on the show, and you knew who we were talking about. So for in one case, they were talking about somebody, and you knew, because you flipped through this book, that Silver Banshee was going to show up on Supergirl, right?
2: Oh, well, I didn't flip through this book. I flipped through, I think, a different
1: book. Oh, a different So you've got other books like this. Yes. But you like to read these uh you right, like to read about characters now you, so you've read about flash and zoom do you do you ever like when we watch flash and stuff do you ever look up more information about other characters in here or are those the two you focus on
2: those basically the two i focus on let's visit reverse flash i think is is thing he's at r in alphabetical order now what's
1: this back page oh this is just a big list in the back mm-hmm. all right
2: so let's visit reverse flash and see what he looks like Okay. So.
1: So you don't look. You really just read this for two pages?
2: Yeah. I really just do the, um, two pages. Actually, technically three.
1: Because Flash is on two pages.
2: Yeah. Um, some big other characters, like Batman, is on two pages, too.
1: But do you ever read about Batman?
2: Uh, I've seen Batman, and but, I've read about him.
1: Okay. So you have read other pages in this book?
2: Yes, I have, but, like. What well,
1: about Superman? Have you read about him?
2: No, um, I have, like, taking the time to focus on Superboy and Supergirl, but I haven't really focused on Superman. I like Superboy.
1: It looks like Superman's got like four pages.
2: Wait, one, two, three, four. See if there's any others. Nope. So Superman is really big. he got four pages. And there's Supergirl. And then my favorite, Superboy.
1: You like him. Why do you like him?
2: Well, I just really like him
1: from because we you like them in young justice
2: yeah he's like one of my favorite characters in young justice let's see if we can get to reverse flash
1: all right what's what's uh what what is about reverse flash do you like so
2: much well he's a part of yeah here he is and he's just a part of flash too and i really like flash and other things and um he looks very different when I saw Reverse Flash, he was yellow. He was—he looked like the complete opposite of Flash. Well, in this one, he is gray with like a red suit under his gray suit, and it's really very creepy.
1: What? Um, one more question. What? What character do you think you'll try and learn more about in, in next? Like, who's going to be the your focus coming, moving forward?
2: Hmm. I think I might look... Well, I don't know what all the heroes are in here yet. I'm still, like... I don't really look at this much often, so I'm still trying to figure out, oh, like, what characters are in here, and then maybe I'll figure out where it is. But I may try to do... Like, what about
1: Black Canary? Do you want to know more about her?
2: And I was really thinking, thinking about, like, Batman.
1: Batman? Yeah. Or Bane? What about Bane? you want to learn more about him?
2: That's fine, but I... Trying to focus more on Batman.
1: Okay, all right.
2: I want to see how much um, pages Batman has. Alright,
1: give me this way. So one, one two, two, three,
2: four.
1: So he's just got four.
2: Four. He's just super. There's a
1: whole page about Batman Beyond. You yeah, like them too? Yeah,
2: I like Batman Beyond too. So like all the Batman characters, I'm interested in.
1: Alright, well, I think that's gonna do it. So, uh, what do you need to say now?
2: Goodbye.
1: We didn't ask you out here, Wolverine. I did. Been a long time, little man. Not nearly long enough. You may have deserted our team to work for Xavier, but you belong here. I've come to take you back. Yeah? You and what army?
2: Funny you should ask.
0: And we are back, and uh, David and I are going to talk about a comic that David recently uh, started reading, and uh, David, why don't you just tell the good folks uh, what it is you've been reading.
4: Alright, so I started, tried to finish it, but I eventually at one point stopped reading it for a few months, and then just recently realized they were doing this episode, so I read a bunch of the comics back-to-back
0: of Alpha Flight. Right. And how are you reading this? So you pull all my old issues out of the comics boxes in in my closet? No, we have
4: the giant omnibus that yeah. has every little
0: tiny snippet <laughs> of Alpha Flight in it. It's, it's got a lot of stuff in there. Um, so what did, what did you know about Alpha Flight before you read any of the comics? And how did you know about them? Um, well, mostly you,
4: because I know you're a big Alpha Flight guy. Right. And I think like, there's this episode of the X-Men animated series, I think, that Alpha Flight kind of showed up in. Right, right. To kind of get Wolverine back. And that's where I first heard about Alpha Flight, but then, of course, you talk about Alpha Flight a lot. so
0: Yeah, I'm sure that I do. <laughs> Carlin, have you seen that X-Men episode you know he was talking about?
1: Uh, if I did, it was back when it was originally aired. I'd, I mean, I... I, I haven't watched that show since it
0: was on oh, okay. in the 90s. Yeah, I think I specifically pulled out that episode to show David. No, no, we were watching it for a while, weren't we, David? Yeah. We were just watching the show. Yeah, okay. Um. So who was is, who is your favorite character before you started reading any of the comics? Snowbird. Yeah, and why is that? I, was, I think there was
4: this one issue of some – I, I want to say it was X-Men because I think I remember Iceman was in it. But there was like this one, and like, so there's this person that turns into animals. So that instantly hooked me. Of course,
0: that's right. Um, sure
4: but I think there's also the segment where, like, I forgot if I—I I think it was Snowbird. Now that I think about it, it probably wasn't, but like someone was controlling someone with their mind and making them hit themselves, and say, right, and saying, "Stop hitting yourself." <laughs> so what was and this you're th- reading? I, I think it was like an X-Men issue. Okay. Like a more recent one. I have no idea. I only remember that one thing about, okay. but I think I remember like Iceman and snowbird being okay. in it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um, so maybe they did show up in, uh, in some other comic that we were looking at
4: or that. I, I don't remember you reading. It. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember anything about that time except for that one panel. So gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a person that turns into
0: animals yeah, that sounds like it's up your alley. Yeah, um, I don't
2: want that superpower.
0: Yeah, it's it's cool. The, the, what's the uh, what's the limitation on her power, David? Can she turn into any kind of animal she wants to?
4: No, she can only turn into animals found in Canada. Yeah, um, but she's basically immortal, except she can only be in Canada. She can't leave Canada or else she'll die.
0: Right. That's interesting. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's connected to like these uh, native gods. Um, that kind of watch over Canada. Um, and what's your favorite animal that she turns into?
4: Um, let's see. She turns into an owl, a bear, and a wolverine. Is there any others that I'm missing? Because those are the only ones I've seen Those so are the far. big
0: ones. She uses those a lot. Okay. Yeah. Does she turn into say- a moose? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever seen her turn no. into a moose.
3: That wouldn't be very useful, but that'd be kind of fun.
0: Yeah. It wouldn't be very mooseful. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say a
4: Wolverine, probably. Okay, yeah.
0: Also, they're all albino, just so you know. Yeah, they're all white. Yeah, yep. Um, so now I mentioned, I was talking to Carlin before about how I got into Alpha Flight, and, and one of the reasons that I picked it to like be my first comic to really get into was I was super excited that it was a number one issue and I could get <laughs> it on the ground floor of it and not have to read a bunch of other stuff that came before it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the omnibus that you read includes a lot of material from before the first issue of alpha flight. Why is that? Because alpha flight was around way before the alpha flight comic actually started right.
4: because the, was it the artist or the writer?
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the guy who wrote he he wrote wrote and drew Alpha Flight. Okay. But he was the guy who drew X
4: Men, decided to throw in a lot of Wolverine backstory into an issue, and had Wolverine and some of X Men fight a Canadian superhero named Weapon Alpha, who would go on to become Vindicator, who would then go on to be Guardian.
0: Do you remember the name of the, the artist? No. John Byrne. John, I've, been to, I've yeah. been to
1: John Byrne's house, by the way. Have you really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Did, Is
0: he related was to was he there? Burns?
1: <laughs> yeah, he was He was totally there. Okay. <laughs> cool. And did, you, did he know it you were there? <laughs> it wasn't creepy at all. All right. Good. Is he
0: related <laughs> okay. to Kinburn's? <laughs> no. Is yeah, it's spelled differently. No. So, what was, this, was that when you were interning at Marvel? It was. What? Okay. David, did you know that Carlin used to intern at Marvel?
4: No. I'm surprised I didn't know.
0: Yeah. You don't listen to enough Nerd Lunch episodes. Yeah.
4: You? No. <laughs> I only listen to, like, all the recent ones
0: yeah. that you're listening to in the car. Right. And those are all the ones with me on them, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, so let me ask you this David, kind of put yourself in this like if say it's 1980 whatever it was, if you pick up the Alpha flight number 1 when it came out, would you have been satisfied to just start the story from there or would you have wanted to go back and and find the team's earlier appearances? Of course not. Being satisfied. <laughs> okay, so you would have wanted to go back and and find all the earlier appearances. I mean, they'd slop you off right there like
4: Of course, like believing that you have all this Past knowledge about Alpha Flight, and then they just throw you
0: in there. Yeah, just mix. That's what I did too. <laughs> I went back and got all the others. Um, now they, and, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, there was a ton. Yeah. Um, and there were there were a few different artists on these earlier appearances. Um, so can you can you think of like what some of the other uh, books were that that the Alpha Flight appeared in? Or- Issues, not like specific issue numbers or anything, but like, like X Men was obviously one.
2: that's oh, I they, know, they, but you said
0: books, so okay. But like, what other, okay. what other? But yeah, there was a
4: there's X Men. Um, there was there's an issue of the Thing, a few issues of the Hulk. Um, there's an issue of Machine Man, who I never heard of before. Now,
0: okay. Um, yeah, there was, there's a good amount. And which uh, which art style do you like best out of all of those? Because there was like different artists that drew those different appearances, those different comics. If
4: I'm going to be honest, I never saw a difference between any of them. Oh, so. really?
0: Okay, all right, that's fair. Yeah. Um, were there uh, Were there any of those earlier appearances that you felt did not need to be in the collection? That you thought like, why Why is this in here? This doesn't really add anything. Um, well, I mean, a lot of the,
4: I'm, I'm glad they, uh, had those in there because I mean, there's stories about this team of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really feel like
0: any of them didn't need to be in there. Okay. Um, and that, were there any references in the book to any appearances that you thought were missing? Because there actually, there are some, some comics that are not in there. Uh, that were part of their earlier appearances, but did the, the I think, book reference like, to anything that seemed out of place?
4: Didn't they make make a reference to like someone called the Golden Bishop, I
0: believe? Oh, or? right, the Brass Bishop, I think his name was Brass Bishop. Um, yeah, you so right. I don't,
4: yeah, I don't know if I just haven't gotten to that one yet or. But nope. It's on the
0: book. No, I, re- I remember that very well. There was that was not something from earlier. That was uh, just kind of a throwaway line that uh, referenced an earlier puck adventure, and um, but they said in the issue that they would come back to that. Yeah, later on. yeah. I don't know if they ever did, but um, I know Brass Bishop did show up later on, like way later on in the series. But he was not as cool as I imagined him to be. Uh, let's see what else. Um so after you read all of these these prequel appearances um, did that change your favorite Alpha Flight character at all or was it still Snowbird it was still Snowbird okay um <laughs> and uh, so, and in one of their last appearances in the X-Men Alpha Flight had, they broke up right and uh so how do you feel about the way they get back together in the first issue of the main series was that was that convincing to you did you feel like that, that made sense Did it work? they broke up well the the i didn't the government like shut them down right oh yeah 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 and so in the first issue of the book that was part of the frustrating part to me reading it the first time was like wait a minute these guys have been around a long time and wait they have all this backstory and the government shut them down and now they're trying to get back together again and um yeah but uh but did that story make sense to you that uh like well, it made the, sense. Like, like the way they got the reason they got back together again.
4: Because tundra, yeah, yeah, made sense. Okay. Um,
0: and then they added a couple of new characters to the team for that. Yes. Uh And who who did they add? Uh, brought in Puck and Marina,
4: yeah. who are cool. <laughs> you like both of them? Uh I like Puck more than Marina. Okay, but Marina okay. kind of just sunk with the submariner for. <laughs> a really long time and just didn't come back for a while until it's more rogue again.
0: So yeah. Yeah. What, what did you think about how her story ended? Cause she, she's not really in it that far that long, right?
4: No, she kind of, she comes in the first one. She goes berserk in the second one. And then in like the third or fourth one, she goes with Submariner to Atlantis for, more than 10 issues and then comes back and goes berserk again. And it's <laughs> wonderful.
0: Yeah, well, and does is, is that affect the way you thought about her as a character? You, like, uh, do you like I think that was a cool like story see, or
4: I'd like to see more of her as a normal superhero. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um so after a couple of team adventures, then the group splits up and uh, each character kind of has their own issue for a solo adventure and that kind of goes on for a bunch of different issues. So what did, did you like that or not?
4: Um, I thought it was fun cause it kind of got helped you really get to know the characters a little more. Mm-hmm. Like I think they had this before, but like Aurora has multiple personality things going on. Right. That they kind of dove into a little more in that one. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Not not too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was uh, what was your favorite of those solo adventures? Um, let's see. So there's the one
4: where Northstar and Aurora fought the guy with the death touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the one where Sasquatch fought Super Scroll. Yeah. Um. The North Star one she fought another ancient beast thing Snowbird. Had a, had...
0: Snowbird, yeah. Yeah.
4: And she like a bunch of the pages you couldn't see anything.
0: Yeah, what was that what was that about? Like what
2: it I think cause, like
4: that? the beast that she was fighting could, like create really harsh snowstorms. Right. So basically, the pages just didn't have any artwork on them except for words. Yeah, he just had to read through that. It's like, is this,
0: this like was there a printing error on this <laughs> comic that I'm reading Is this, this checked? Have you heard about that issue, Carlin?
1: Uh, no.
0: Okay, it was part of uh, you remember Assistant Editors Month, which yes. is kind of a thing that they would do. It was like the uh this is for david and Annalise's benefit but they Oh, is that uh, them being lazy? So is that, what that was <laughs> they every once in a while marvel would have what they called assistant editor's month and the idea was like the, the main editor was like on vacation or whatever and then the assistant editor would take over the book and it was always something kind of wacky and crazy was going to happen on on every single marvel comic that month um and so for Alpha Flight it was this it was like nothing <laughs> yeah it was it was like the artist is just going to be super lazy he's not going to draw anything it's just going to be a bunch of sound effects for <laughs> you know twenty pages <laughs> or whatever twenty pages?
1: Did that precede or that would have been after the uh, Larry Hama uh, sound effects issue of GI Joe or no the silent issue of GI Joe right I you know I don't know when that was uh, it it that was probably that would have so. been. When, when, so okay GI Joe that sounds issue was issued like 21 which would have put it at uh two years near the end of the second year of its run which would be like 85 or so so when was alpha flight
0: this is alpha flight started probably in 84 or 85 so this is so it might have been the same about the same time put it could have been the same month it was probably another that sounds like another thing they would have done for us as an editors month yeah <laughs> just in <Yeah>. reverse <laughs> all, <the, laughs> all the word balloons from GI Joe went to alpha flight. <laughs> um and then what else so uh, Puck had an adventure David? Uh yeah, Puck had uh, adventures in the hospital. That's right. After being just After Marina
4: almost gutted him to death. Yeah.
0: Accidentally, of course. Yeah. Um So I think that's all the one all the solo issues. Um
4: Yeah, I don't think I think like Guardian kind of showed up a couple of times for during some of them but he didn't really do anything it kind of just set up
0: the big getting back together issue right they were kind of I mean, seed, th- seeding this adventure that was going to happen once they all got back together yeah yeah so which of those solo adventures did you like the best um
4: I think I would have said the Sasquatch one but I think I'm going to go with the Snowbird one now that I have a little more backstory behind that okay. one <laughs>
0: Knowing that it was intentionally a joke and not yeah. just them being lazy. Yeah. Um so that might answer my next question, which was after reading all those, had your favorite character changed? No. So Snowbird is still currently your favorite character in the in the Yeah. Okay. Um so at the end of the series first year, the team gets back together and the cover to issue number twelve makes a big announcement. What's what's the with the, so the
4: big announcement is that one of the characters of Alpha Flight will not be in the next one, as in they will go... <laughs> and,
0: yeah. And. <laughs> so, like, yeah, the cover of the last issue has, like, the, the, all the members of Alpha Flight, and they all have, like, bullseye like crosshairs on their yep. faces, and it says, one of these people is not making it out of this book. Um, so oh. what was your reaction to that claim? to the claim. Yeah. Um, I was thinking
4: they're probably going to do something clever with it. Cause I never like, does Marvel really kill off their characters?
0: <laughs> they, yeah, they do. Um, th- these days it's very common and, and usually, you know, that within a year or two, they're going to be back again, but it was much less common in, uh, in the 1985, 86, whenever this came out. Yeah.
3: Well, isn't it DC where they kill like the most important character and then he comes back like three issues later?
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they both like Superman.
3: A of it.
0: Yeah. The yeah, DC has done quite a bit of it too, but that, that kind of all started in the nineties, but in the eighties it was, it was not super common. Uh, and if it did happen, then typically they would stay dead for quite a bit longer. Um, so it was yeah. it was a big deal it's like saying we're gonna kill off one of these characters was a pretty big deal in the 80s um yeah I wouldn't like if you were a character in the 80s and you got killed you
1: wouldn't come back for 20 years if you were a character in the 90s and got killed you'd become you'd come back within 20 issues
0: right right <laughs> <laughs> um so going into that issue David um if if they were in fact gonna kill off a character did you feel like it would be okay if if one of them died like did you feel like one was kind of more expendable than maybe one of the others?
4: Not really.
0: I mean, a lot of them have essential parts that they bring to everything. Mm -hmm. Was there any of them that you thought, well, you know, I like this character, but maybe I I don't like them as much as the other characters, and so I guess I'll be okay if they killed off that one? I kind of had a similar thing,
4: where I was trying to think of what what could they do killing off a character and make them make it kind of work for the story uh-huh so I was thinking like maybe they would kill off either North Star or Aurora right um and kind of there'd be a lot of emotion there when that happened
0: yeah I think that uh, was... It was not what no go, go ahead. ahead no you no go ahead go. <laughs> I think one of them was probably my choice too like I liked both of them yeah. But not as much. Like, I would have been really upset. Or I was prepared to be really upset if it was going to be Sasquatch or Puck or, you know, really any of the other characters. Um, and I was like, well, if North Star or Aurora dies, I'll, I'll be sad, but it'll be okay. I was thinking that more of a
4: story standpoint. Okay. That it would kind of work that way. Yeah. But now that I see who really died. It also works very well from a story standpoint. Yeah. So who died? Uh, is okay if here's hears
0: this oh,
3: big
4: spoiler?
0: <laughs>
4: so, uh, Weapon Alpha slash Vindicator slash Guardian kicks the bucket.
0: Yeah, the leader of the team, like the guy who's kind of the central character uh, yeah. in all of it, uh, is the one. Go is Kabloom. Yeah. So, what was your reaction to that? Um,. What?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and you kind of know like a page or two before it happens, you can kind of see it coming, right? You of go. Oh. Well, I forgot all about that. Well, I, was re- I got so caught up in the
4: adventure that I kind of forgot all about that big thing at the beginning until it actually happened. Uh-huh. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, someone was not going to make it out.
0: Yeah. And it's pretty horrible how he goes, too. Oh, Yeah. Like he wouldn't have
4: died if his wife didn't come in and
0: Yeah. It's it. like to describe it, like what's what's happening.
4: Like, so he was fighting this, um how do you call it? Because he's a superhero, but he was being controlled by a villain, so what is that? <laughs> yeah,
0: make well he, if... he's fighting a. Ba- he's fighting let's just call him a bad guy. And his suit okay. gets really badly hurt, right? His his power suit that he wears is like he actually has to tear a piece of his suit off to beat this bad guy. Right. And the suit's basically yeah. going to blow up.
4: Yeah, it's overloading. So he has to do all this careful stuff to take it off. And then his wife comes in and gets distracted
0: and it blows up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's the first. Is childish. his wife okay? Yeah. She, um. Yeah. Well, she's physically, she's okay physically she's well.
2: okay.
4: Yeah. Um, but she didn't see her husband die in a tragic way, right in front of her eyes. So
0: yeah. and knew that she was somehow at least partly responsible.
4: Yeah. That's so. sad.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'd never, never thought that would happen in a comic book. Um, she had some nightmares after that. Yeah. So, oh yeah. God. So I, I know the answer to this question, but just for the people, um, are, are you going to keep reading the collection and see what happens next?
4: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I've, been reading it for a while but i think i i've seen the cover of the next issue that after the one i finished and uh, yeah i know exactly what happens next what's the cover uh it's like this three-point cover where there's like snowbird and her love interest and shaman has to shaman gets a new enemy and um i'm trying to think of what name to call him uh, I'll say Vindicare I like that one the most. Vindicator's wife is putting on a very special suit. Oh, okay.
0: Because, yeah, what happens to her? Um, we'll wrap this up in a second. But what, hap- what what does she do after her husband dies? Like, what's her role in the team going to be? Because she was never a part of the team. She's not a superhero.
4: Yeah. But, yeah, I think I, I haven't read any of it yet, but I'm guessing she becomes the new
0: Vindicator. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I haven't read it. Okay. But But you're, you're gonna. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then there, like I said earlier, there are some early alpha flight appearances that are not in the collection. Are you interested in going back and reading any of those? I don't really think I need, I mean, what are they? Well, you don't need to, but I'm just wondering if you, you...
4: I mean, I've seen, I've read, there's also a Spider-Man one that happened Mm -hmm. during the alpha flight one. Um, but no, I don't really think I need to. Yeah.
0: There's it a couple does. of issues of Rom, the, the Space Knight, and uh, an <laughs> issue of Crystar, the Crystal Warrior.
1: Oh, those are winners right there. you got to read those. <laughs> I mean, I might go back and read
4: that Incredible Hulk one that had Rocket Raccoon in it.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah.
4: Probably not. <laughs> it was like old rac- really old Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Like back before he was what anyone would think Rocket Raccoon was today. Yeah. Uh, so Alpha Flight, thumbs up, thumbs down. A thumbs up, especially if they have multiple appearances of the Wendigo in it. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Wendigo's cool. All right, cool. Well, I'm glad you glad you enjoyed it. Um, it's it's one of my favorite comics, and it, it, it makes me really happy knowing that um, it still holds up as a as a comic that could be enjoyed by mm-hmm. um, yeah. somebody today. So. Um okay, so let's uh let's do our dinner table conversation then. And uh Carlin, do you uh wanna say what it is?
1: It's like Carlin, do you wanna say Grace? Carlin, <laughs> do you wanna say the question? Because <laughs> I blanked on what it was for a second. Now I remember. Though. Well, well we're we're uh we're being inspired by Alpha Flight. So Alpha Flight being the Canadian superhero, super friends, uh we're going to um come up with our own superhero teams and uh now you and david are in minnesota and annalise and i are in florida so the two of you are going to come up with the minnesota superhero team while annalise and i are going to come up with the florida superhero team i figure if we each do two or three characters then that gets us uh that gets us there okay so uh who is on the minnesota team david do you have one
4: um, I need a little more time to piece them together. Piece them together.
1: Okay. Well, we can go. Annalise, I was... Annalise, Annalise, do you have some? Or
3: I have four.
1: Okay, so we'll, we'll that'll give you time, David. Is we right. we'll run through the Florida superhero team because I have three and At has four. So.
3: Sorry. Well, well, during the um, the second segment, I wasn't really following, and I came up with some good ideas.
1: Okay. All right. Well, who's but your, I had
3: who's my your first idea. Um, I had an, uh, an epiphany after you left, and so I was I was thinking I, I kind of made my own team, but I was thinking he could be the leader of the group, and since we're the Sunshine State, he could be Sunshine Man, and he controls storms and stormy weather and thunder and stuff like that, because uh, especially during summer, it's it has rained every single day this summer. And it's getting really depressing, so that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Most okay. of mine are actually kind of making fun of Florida, but.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I had a sunshine-inspired character. I had Fusion Susan as a character, so she would uh, shoot out sunbeams, and so maybe the, maybe she's like uh, she can go with Sunshine Man. So Sunshine Man can be the leader, but Fusion Susan is like maybe they're married or something. Okay. Okay. You don't know, seem to love that idea, but that's okay. Uh,
3: no, it's, it's fine. I was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. Do you want to... what? Yes, yeah,
1: let's, let's hear another one.
3: Okay, so I had Muggy Man, because it's always really muggy here. Um, so he controls the moisture in the air, and because... Um, It's because, like, it being so muggy here, because that's really annoying. He's also really annoying. And I also figured that um, he has an issue with theft because, you know, mugging and muggy. Um, And so he's with the the team, and they're trying to help him become a superhero.
1: Okay, okay, I like that. I have, um, I also have a, a flawed character. I have the human cyclone. And so he's like the hur- he's like a hurricane, so he can.
3: Oh, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> and but his his problem is um, he has multiple personality disorder, like different storms or had different names, like different hurricanes have different names. <laughs> he also takes on different personas, and so you never know exactly what he's going to be like.
3: Like Murdoch, almost
1: kind, like kind of he... like that.
3: Oh, that's great. Um, so I have a mosquito lady because mosquitoes <laughs> are a big thing here. Uh, she controls the mosquitoes, and she can also shrink into the side of. The- she's kind of like the wasp, um, but she's she likes to play tricks on the other people in the group, and sometimes civilians, which is why mosquitoes are so annoying. And um, yeah, she's like the pest in the group.
0: She could be mm-hmm. our uh, connection because she could definitely play double team with uh, the main oh, yeah. team as well. <laughs>
1: and then, and then my uh, my last one is. Um, Ponce de Leon who found, who actually found the fountain of youth. And so he's an immortal. And uh, oh. so he, since he's immortal, then he uh, is on this team and he, maybe he's more like the wise sage of the group or he's like the, the guy who gives everyone advice. But since he can't be killed, um, then I figured he's kind of like a superhero and we got to bring him in. Also teach the kids about history.
3: Ah, oh, okay. And then my last one is, um, miss Panther because our, uh, large state animal is the Florida panther. Uh, and so she can turn into a Florida panther and um, she's she likes to be left alone because she's a cat and uh, sometimes she gets annoyed helping people, but even though she's really good at it, mostly because people try to protect her because Florida panthers are in danger and she likes to take naps. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, there's
0: there's your Florida superhero team right there. Awesome.
1: Right. I thought we so, could
3: call them the Floridians. <laughs> I really thought this out.
0: <laughs> you got no gator people. Is that oh. that must be the bad guy. Of course it's the bad guy, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> or or we didn't have any Indians. I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah, I need some Seminoles. Um so carla and i were joking earlier about how the minnesota team would pretty much just be alpha flight again because um, yeah <laughs> the cultures are very really I mean, similar
4: well we are the north star state so we need to make a north star
0: oh <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and we are also a big hockey state so maybe a puck but no 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 we um, got
4: a lot of woods maybe there's a
0: sasquatch in those woods or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot in common. You, you would be Sasquatch. Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> but, David, did you? Th- I, I did think of some. Did you think of any?
4: I, I've thought of some.
0: Okay, what's one?
4: Alright, so his name is Jack Hammer, also known as the Builder. <laughs> He's this guy that has, carries a jackhammer around with him and he can create tremors in the ground
0: as well as build anything out of stone. Yeah, quickly, because we have two seasons here: winter, which lasts two months, and then the ten months of construction season. Construction, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> we also have some uh, blistering sweat,
0: too, but a lot of people forget about that. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Okay, so I came up with one. We have a a, a part of the state here called the Iron Range, um, and uh, so I decided to come up with the Iron Ranger. And uh, I was thinking he'd be pretty much kind of a, a generic Iron Man kind of ripoff guy, probably with a, some kind of iron suit. Um, and I was trying to think how to identify him visually as a ranger. And like the first thing that came to mind was like a cowboy. But that's that's Texas. So um, I uh, maybe just some kind of miner, like some kind of iron mining suit. Um, maybe he has a drill. Maybe that's like one of his super, super weapons or something. Mm. So Iron Ranger. You got another one?
4: Alright. Yep. So another one I have is Miss Issippi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she is basically a waterbender.
0: Okay. As yeah, that's the that river does start here in the state. Yeah. Um inspired by Annalise's comment earlier, I gotta go with the moose. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so this is a big person in a, I don't know, this is probably like the strong person of the group, um, but with antlers, um, probably just as a costume, not as a, like their superpower would be super strength, um, but that they use the antlers to like ram into people and Mm. stuff. Like
1: like Marvel's the rhino, but instead of a rhino, it's... The moose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does sound kind of like a bad guy now that I describe him, but uh maybe will be maybe he's kinda of like uh whichever character you had that's like oh the mugger mosquito man? Yeah. Oh yeah, no no
3: the, no not mosquito uh, the muggy man or something. Mug-
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah used to be a bad guy, but they're trying to reform him for the team.
4: Alright. So the next one I have is uh Meat Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he he's a farmer guy, and he carry he has a, wears a, a soup made out of be, be steak and <laughs> ham.
0: That must smell awful. <laughs> <laughs> and that he ha- uses for protection. <laughs> he uses it for protection.
4: Yeah.
2: So it's like, people it's don't like thick. the smell. <laughs>
4: So he does he have any
0: powers, him. or just is a
4: superpower repellent? Uh, he carries people? two giant, like in his backstory, his farm was invaded by a giant pig, and he had to. He he has he's pretty strong, so he could re- he wrestled the pig down, and now he ha- uses its legs as giant ham clubs.
1: It happens uh, more than you think, Michael. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll buy it. <laughs> that he just pounds people with his meat clubs. Uh, so my next one, we have a uh, so Lake Superior is up here, and uh, we have a, a the the North Shore of Lake Superior is kind of a a prime kind of vacation territory. And uh, so I was thinking we needed a superhero named North Shore since we can't have North Star; he's already taken. Yeah, um, but I don't know North Shore like the North Shore has lots of rivers and. Um, Waterfalls and forests, and you already have like a water powered character with Mississippi um <laughs> so I don't know what North Shore's powers would be.
4: She'd probably be like maybe a Aquaman submariner kind of character,
0: okay so, so breathe in the water and uh yeah, okay, um shop in quaint little towns. <laughs> really good at antiquing yeah so very good yeah. at antiquing that's her superpower <laughs> do you have another one david
1: um yeah
4: so another one that i have is grill and chill because <laughs> it's not really supposed to be a funny character but i love I the name i love the name um but i actually created this guy a long time ago and he kind of fits from minnesota so basically he has power over ice and fire. So like sometimes he can breathe, shoot out fire, he can shoot out ice, or he can shoot them both at each other to make lightning somehow. Cause of physics.
0: I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll, I'll just do his sidekick, which is the bratwurst. <laughs> and, uh, his power is to taste delicious. <laughs> They use him for nourishment. (laughs) And he can
4: can regenerate, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, I don't... Maybe he's got, like, a mustard and um, a a ketchup gun. (laughs) And a giant poker. Yeah,
4: yeah. All right, so my last character is more of a funny character. But his name is The Accent. And he's basically Banshee. But he basically... Does a supersonic thing whenever he says an O. <laughs>
0: Love it. <laughs> That's good. I got nothing else. Yeah. I was trying to think I'm of one good. called Ten Thousand Lakes, but uh, we have enough water powers on our team. I think.
4: Yeah. Good. Good. All right. good. So our team would be the.
0: Oh, yeah, what's, um, what are they called?
4: The uh, South Alpha Flight, Southern Alpha Flight. <laughs> I like it, Alpha Flight South. <laughs>
0: our uh american branch yeah (laughs) alpha flight america i don't know we'll we'll, we'll workshop it (laughs) very cool very cool well i think that's our show for tonight thanks everybody
2: yeah
0: (laughs) and uh thank you listeners for joining us um as always we appreciate it and keep nerding those kids